Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Welcome in. The Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you by Dollar Shave Club, their six-blade razor. Brings noticeably smooth shaves, six stainless steel blades with swift hair removal and lubricating strip that keeps things smooth. Dollar Shave Club razor sold at dollarshaveclub.com or in stores. John Middlecoff will join us in 20 minutes. We'll talk some NFL. We'll also talk a little live golf. Uh, got some Justin Herbert to share with you. Plus, wait to hear what Kevin Durant had to say. In one hour, we'll break down Kevin Durant and the, uh, the kind of curious position that he's in. Powerful, though curious, position that he's in. I, I do want to start with last night and what was a surprising beginning to the NBA draft. This was Adam Silver announcing the first pick. With the first pick in the 2022 NBA draft, 
the Orlando Magic select Paolo Bancaro from Duke University. Uh, should be pointed out that Adam Silver is a Duke alum. It was also a little bit of a surprise because Jabari Smith had been long rumored to be the number one overall pick. I thought he was going to be the number one overall pick. He would have been number one on my boards. Uh, I do think that Paulo Boncaro, a little bit older, more physically, more developed, is a more ready-to-play prospect. But that's not how I want to get into this. The Orlando Magic got who they wanted, had the number one pick, got a player who is, I think, the most likely to be rookie of the year, and completely blew it. These two statements can be true. You can get the player you want. You can make the right selection. You can get a bona fide star and still blow it. Why do I point that out? Uh, I'm going to hearken back because nobody ever harkens forward. I hearken back. Everybody hearkens back. I should just say I should hearken, but hearken, everybody hearkens back. I'm going to hearken back to the draft that brought Jason Tatum to the Boston Celtics. Do you guys remember that draft? Sure you do. Hey, sure you do. That draft was one in which there was some similarities there, right? Um, l- let's look back on that draft because I think you'll understand, maybe completely, you'll understand why I can point out that they blew it, that being the Orlando Magic, even though they got the guy that they wanted. Right, so what what happened in the draft that had Jason Tatum going to the Boston Celtics third? Everyone knew that Lonzo Ball was going to the L.A. Lakers. Whether it was the fact that he's from L.A. or his dad pandering or Magic Johnson's comments or the second clandestine workout that got out, uh, that the Lakers were all in on getting a superstar homegrown point guard that could forever get their their franchise back up on top of the Western Conference and maybe the NBA. So the Boston Celtics had the number one pick. Ironically, that number one pick came because they traded with the Brooklyn Nets when they traded away the big three, right? So the Celtics had the number one pick. They knew that the Lakers were taking Lonzo Ball. They also knew that they valued Jason Tatum Above that of Markel Foltz and Josh Jackson, oof, oof. De'Aaron Fox, good player. Jonathan Isaac, Laurie Markkinen, Frank uh, Nilakina, <laughs> Dennis Smith, like that. You're looking back, you're like, wow, that was not a very strong draft. And there was a lot of players. Derek White went 29th. He's, he and Kyle Kuzma have actually had a better career than most taken in between them. But... Uh, what happened in that draft was Danny Ainge pulled off an all-timer. Right? He got additional picks from the Philadelphia 76ers because the Sixers wanted Markel Fultz. And he knew he wanted Jason Tatum and the Sixers weren't going to take Jason Tatum one. Now, I don't know for a fact that Paolo would have been the pick of the Houston Rockets. I got a pretty good sense Okay, that Jabari Smith would have been the number one pick if the Houston Rockets uh, had had a, had a chance. And Houston ended up getting everything they wanted and didn't have to move up. But everyone knew that Chet Holmgren was going to Oklahoma City, right? 
Like, it was kind of written. They're the type of team want to take a little bit of a flyer on a unicorn. He's the guy that has kind of the most freakish upside. And if the Orlando Magic had the wherewithal of Danny Ainge when he led the Boston Celtics, they could have very easily found a way to get more picks from the Houston Rockets, who have a ton of them, and allowed the Houston Rockets to select number one overall, Jabari Smith. But in order to do that, I mean, you don't have to, but how can you not work out Paolo Boncaro? How can you make a selection sight unseen? You know? This is not a... Like, any car you get, you should test drive, right? And remember, it's not like there's a limit to the number of cars they can test drive. Or if they want to test drive, you know, three players, somebody's going to back off. You have the number one pick. Say what you want about all the other picks in the draft. They pale in comparison in terms of resume to when you're the number one overall pick. So everybody's going to say yes. To not get Bon Carroll in for a workout is, uh, is criminal. And even worse yet, once they knew they wanted Bon Carroll, they very easily could have tr- traded with Houston, moved down to three, still got Bon Carroll, knowing, knowing that Oklahoma City was going to take Chet. So you can do, you can do you. You can get your right pick, the guy you wanted. And you can make it up. Maybe Orlando comes out and says, hey, truth is we knew uh, he was our guy. We watched him play all year. We just want to kick the tires on other guys. There would, would be nothing have been lost had they brought in Chet, uh, had they brought in Paolo. If anything, it would have increased the likelihood and possibility of trading down for the pick. They didn't play the game and... They didn't get burned by it, but the whole thing in drafting is about collecting assets. Look what Oklahoma City did last night. You know, they have more first-round picks than anybody, but they saw an opportunity to get an additional player and say move to 11 and got that pick. You know, they, they figured out a way to get as many assets as possible, knowing that it all becomes a numbers game at the end of the day. And by numbers, I just mean you're going to hit, you're going to miss some. That's the reality of it. But the more picks that you have, along with a quality level of research, the more likelihood for success you have. You know? I mean, look at the Golden State Warriors. I don't know if James Wiseman is a bust. He missed the entire year with a a meniscal tear in his knee. I have no idea what he'll end up looking like if he'll be nearly as good as the number one overall pick. But because they have Jonathan Kaminga, because they have a depth of first, uh, of, of picks, last year, last night they got Patrick Baldwin Jr. For people who don't know who that is, he was a five-star recruit, decided to play for his dad instead of going to Duke. He's like a 6'9", face-up big guy. He got a long way to go. He did not have a good season. But they're playing the numbers game with their younger guys. You, know, you have your core group, and now they have Moses Moody. Now they have Jonathan Kaminga. They have James Wiseman. Right? And you get Patrick Baldwin Jr. And if one of them becomes a star, if two of them become rotation guys, and one of them is a bust, you've won the numbers game. That's how you do it. So I, I, I'm not even saying I don't like Orlando's pick. I get it. You know, you've taken 
you've taken flyers on guys on, you know, Mo Bamba in the past, right? Like you may have thought, I can't do Chet because he's Mo Bamba. I can't do Jabari because he's Jonathan Isaac. He's not. He's much more developed offensively. Right? We want a guy who we know what he can do. I'm not even sitting here telling you that Paulo's not the right pick. He's far and away more physically developed than the other two, and his game is excellent as well, and he loves to play in the, in the, in the white hot spotlight. Right? If you watched him play, if you watched Jabari play, if you watched Chet Holmgren play and you just said, hey, who's the best player now? Everybody would walk away saying Paulo. So I'm not telling you it's a bad pick. I'm telling you that they did not fully exercise five minutes before all their five minutes before all their they were on the clock. My agents just told me, you know, be ready for any- all all the chances they had to one work him out, have a better feel for who he is, but two, more importantly, obtain more assets and still get the guy they wanted. Uh, as reported on Stadium, this is from Sham Sharania, Orlando did not have a formal workout or meeting with Paula Boncaro in the workout progress, uh, workout process. Orlando blew it, even if they got the pick and the guy they wanted, who might well be the best player. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, 
I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mark Medina, who covers the NBA, is going to join us upcoming in about five minutes. First, though, let's... It's time for... That's baseball. Dollar Shave Club, six-blade razor. Brings a noticeably smooth shave with six stainless steel blades, swift hair removal, and lubricating strip that keeps things smooth. Dollar Shave Club razor sold at dollarshaveclub.com or in stores. All right, let's get to some baseball, huh? Yankee slugger Aaron Judge had a walk-off single to cap off a four-run ninth inning by the Yankees. It was the Yankees' ninth walk-off of the season. And they now have 52 wins in 70 games. That might be a lot of wins. But it's only the third most wins in franchise had in their first 70 games. How's that possible? That's Yankees baseball. Remember when the Angels' top prospect Reed Detmers threw a no-hitter against the Rays six weeks ago? Well, the Angels sent him down yesterday. Detmers has not pitched well in his six starts since his no-hitter. But a fair question would be, what Angels have pitched well? I guess Shohei Otani. But outside of that, why would a team with bad pitching send a guy down who has no-hit stuff? That's Angels baseball. I guess who visits Tommy Pham? Jock Peterson. In the never-ending saga of the fantasy football slap heard around the world, Peterson, Fam, be on the same ballpark. First time since Fam slapped Peterson whoosh, in dispute over fantasy football transaction and received a suspension for it. Peterson was asked about the upcoming series in San Francisco. He said, it's an unfortunate incident. I feel like we moved past it. It was an off-field issue, handled and moved on. It's in our rear view. Well, you can't escape, guys. You know why? There's 162 games. Why is there 162 games? That's baseball. So we have somebody leaving the athletic because didn't everybody used to quit to join the athletic? That's what happened previously, right? And they would always use the phrase, I'm announcing I'm joining the athletic. Yes. Yes. Uh, Mark Medina joins us. He covers the NBA for NBA Media. It's Doug Gottlieb's show on Fox Sports Radio. Mark, I'm, I don't understand the Orlando thing. There, nothing stops you from working out a guy. You have the number one overall pick. And oh, yeah, by the way. Um, we can get into the fact that they could have traded down to three and probably still gotten Paulo Bancaro and been able to get some assets from it. But 
any sense of why they wouldn't at least work him out, let alone meet with him before they draft him number one overall? Yeah, I'm confused about that as well. I don't uh, fault the Orlando Magic for actually draft him number one. I think he's going to be NBA ready. I think that he's going to complement, you know, Orlando's young core pretty well. But to your point, they could have uh, gotten creative here of trading down because he probably would have been available at number, uh, at, you know, at a lower draft pick because Jabari Smith was expected to go number one and, you know, not to work him out. I mean, this is uh, NBA draft preparation 101, right? I, I know that, you know, basketball evaluators always stress that, oh, don't make too much of a workout. It's not the only thing, but it is a prerequisite that it has to be part of uh, the evaluation recipe. So those things I don't get at all, but I think as far as the selection, I think it's going to work out, but the proof is in the pudding. When you look at historically, you know, teams that try to uh, go the player development route and go young, you know, the Memphis Grizzlies are a success story. The Sacramento Kings aren't. And, you know, the Orlando Magic have been struggling basically ever since Dwight Howard's left, uh, you know, almost a decade ago. So it'll be a process for them. Uh, it'll definitely be a definitely be a process. This is Doug Gottlieb's show on Fox Sports Radio. All right, what's Give me the latest you're hearing on Kyrie. Yeah, I, I was at the uh, Clippers facility yesterday, and uh, I asked, <laughs> I asked uh, their brass with Lawrence uh, Frank, you know, how he evaluates, you know, leadership and availability uh, history when it comes to maybe getting a player in a trade, and he went, he gave a three and a half minute monologue saying how it's such a delicate thing not to disrupt the locker room. So I think that you can rule out the Clippers as a destination. Uh, I asked a similar question to Lakers GM Rob Palenka, and while he was talking about this in context of the draft picks, he said that this is you know, about their core qualities as well. So I'm really doubtful that despite what you're hearing about Kyrie and wanting to go certain places, it takes two to tango here. And these teams don't have the cap space to get Kyrie. Uh, and if he's willing to even take a pay cut like the Lakers are, uh, only, only having with that $6 million trade exception, I think that there's questions to be had, you know, with the locker room dynamic. So I think that even though they're at an impasse per se, I wouldn't be surprised if the Nets actually agree to deal with Kyrie for two things. One, to placate any off-givings uh, like Kevin Durant has, because obviously he came to the Nets partly to team up with Kyrie. But also they can you know, deal him not with this thought that he's part of their long-term future, but to flip in a deal later on. Um, but we'll see. It's been very unpredictable, and Kyrie is the most unpredictable player in the NBA, so there'll be some interesting chapters ahead. There de- definitely will be. Uh, Brad Beal is still technically on the balance sheet of the Washington Wizards. There was thoughts that if he was going to be traded last night, it would be a night. What happens with Brad Beal? I think he stays. Um, look, the, the Wizards are in this uh, weird place where they haven't been able to get you know past uh, their purgatory they always seem like they're you know on the up and up with getting some young young players like last year's trade with russell westbrook going to the lakers and getting some young players in return but i think that they're you know really beholden to wanting to keep bradley for you know long term so i think that what's going to happen is he's going to stick out through the offseason uh, the regular season, he's going to still be in a Wizards uniform. And then, you know, if this continued mo- mediocrity happens, I think that's when they'll start pulling the trigger leading to the trade deadline next season. 
Let, let's let's circle back to the Lakers. So if Kyrie isn't a legit answer, what is? I think it's about you know seeing what you can get with role players with Russell Westbrook. Now Rob Palinka for what it's worth, said that if Russell Westbrook decides to exercise his player option and come back, that the Lakers will open up, op- uh, welcome him back with open arms and embrace him, and that you know Russell's been on board with the conversations that Rob Palink and Darvin Ham have had about his role and how he needs to sacrifice and really embrace the defensive end of the, in the floor. But I, I think that Rob's given him some wiggle room here, saying that if – he winds up being a Lakers uniform. They'll make the best of it. That's not to say the Lakers still aren't intent on trading him. So he has until July 29th to exercise his player option. I can think of 47 million reasons why he would do that. And then once that happens, it's about seeing, hey, which of these 29 teams can uh, make a deal? But here's the thing, tying it to Kyrie, this idea that the Lakers could trade Russ for a Kyrie because the salaries could match with you know, adding a few role players, that's not going to work either because Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City to the Warriors partly because of his frustration with Westbrook. So if the Nets did that, you know, that would basically uh, signal the end of Kevin Durant's time with them as well. It, it is interesting, right? It is interesting that when you go back to the Golden State Warriors winning, People said, well, look, look at look at Kevin Durant. He they didn't need him. They want to diminish Kevin Durant. I haven't heard enough people say and I've heard NBA people say it like all that's happening with Russell Westbrook tells you a good at least a portion of why Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City. And that that hasn't been articulated by enough people. Yeah, and look, I think Kevin Durant himself doesn't make it any easier because of just how his behavior has been. And I know covering the Warriors, look, I don't fault him, you know, looking a few years back of him leaving OKC to the Warriors. Part of it, Westbrook, part of it, hey, he wants to win some NBA titles. And I think one of the underrated things with Kevin Durant and the Warriors organization with Steph and Clay and Draymond is they were, for the most part, all able to be who they are at their best while complimenting each other and making, you know, subtle sacrifices. So I don't uh, fault him for doing that. I know that when it comes to player comps, obviously he's going to be looked at a different light when he's teaming up with a dynasty kind of organization. But I think that he deserves credit for that. I also understand why he left the Warriors, because he wanted to have a new challenge and not wanting to necessarily have his own team per se, but show that he can win elsewhere. But there is a great leap of faith to then think, okay, it makes sense that Kevin Durant would want to play with Kyrie Irving. Here is what the consequence of playing with Kyrie Irving is, is not only have the Nets not been able to, to win an NBA championship yet, but you know he's been very unreliable from an availability standpoint and a leadership standpoint. No, no, question, no question about it. Uh, likelihood they all play in Brooklyn next year. You know, at the end of the day, I think a lot of this stuff is smokescreen. So I think Kyrie and Kevin Durant are going to be in the uh, with the Nets next season. Um, now, I think that that being said, I think it's all about putting these things into context. So even if I think that's going to happen, I think the Nets are going to be of the mind of let's you know flip them at some point before the trade deadline. But the, I think the Nets are and should be aware that even if you have understandable issues with Kyrie, you can't exactly alienate Kevin Durant because then all of a sudden you don't have a uh, competitive organization here. So I think that they're going to tread lightly and uh, work pragmatically for the bigger cause of next trade deadline of trying to make some changes. Mark Medina joining us here. Doug Gottlieb's show on Fox Sports Radio. I, I thought 
I understand the draft is in New York. I understand you have some New Yorkers up there on stage. But the freak out over New York trading out of the first round of the draft without the realization of, hey, you know, there's probably a bigger play out there than just getting a guy at the number 11 pick, right? Yeah. Like, like to me, getting another first-round pick signifies that they're trying to build a package for whether it's a trade or a sign-in trade for more players. Like, the Jalen Brunson's out there. The Donovan Mitchells are out there. There's other guys out there. What are you hearing about the Knicks and what they're they're focusing on doing? Yeah, I think it's exactly that. I mean, Leon Rose, uh, you know, released a statement earlier today about financial flexibility uh, and all that. So uh, I think there's obviously ingrained skepticism about anything that the Knicks do because historically they just haven't made uh, right front office decisions in the last, uh, you know, multiple decades here, right? And so. You know, I think that there's understandable skepticism of, oh, you're clearing the deck to try to get free agents this summer. You know, maybe that's a stretch to think, uh, hey, I'm going to get Jalen Brunson. Uh, If I'm him, I stay with Dallas, you know, and try to ride the Luka train, right? But uh, to your point, there is a bigger picture here, and the same reason why Oklahoma City wanted to stockpile things, because they want assets that can – uh, give them more, you know, leverage in future deals, and they already did that with being able to unload Kemba Walker, and that's something that would be unheard of a few years ago, given how uh, different Kemba's career path has been. But that was a net positive. Now it's about okay, what can they do? Not necessarily just this summer, but in next year's trade deadline and the following summer. But I think you know because it's the Knicks, and because it seemed like last year after they made the playoffs. Finally, they're going to round the corner, and then they take a step back uh, this past season. That's where I think some of the cynicism comes from. You you mentioned you were with the Clippers brass last night. Uh, Outside of getting PG and Kawhi back, what's their plan? Well, yeah, Lawrence Frank uh, basically mentioned that their goal is to basically retain all of their free agents. So the main ones are Nicholas Batum. He opted out, but that's really, I think, a formality. There's an expectation that they will, you know, uh, negotiate a multi-year deal. And then, you know, retaining guys like uh, Isaiah Hartenstein and uh, Evita Zubats. And, you know, there was some scuttlebutt that they may have been shopping Luke Kennard during the uh, you know draft uh, proceedings yesterday, and Lawrence Frank vehemently denied it, and so I think that there's some, something to be said that for the first time since 2015, the Clippers decided not to make a draft day trade. I think that uh, they're bullish that they assume that Kawhi Leonard and Paul George will be fully healthy, and that they can just ride the continuity train with their supporting cast. And I know that maybe that's a big ask because of Kawhi's injury history, but for what it's worth, uh, you know, even though he isn't doing five on five yet, um, you know, Lawrence was saying that he's on track and there hasn't been any setbacks and that they, he fully expects that he'll be ready to go once training camp happens. And specifically with ACL injuries, historically, you know, there is a recipe for guys to come back and have a lot of success so long as you don't rush back from an injury. So uh, that's what they're leaning their hat on, that they'll, they'll keep – everything the same and just hope for better health. Mark, great stuff. Uh, obviously, this gets to, honestly, probably your busiest time of the year uh, yeah. over the next couple of weeks. We appreciate you joining us. I appreciate you as always. All right, that's uh, Mark Medina, NBA Media, also our Fox Sports Radio NBA Playoff 
Inside. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcast live every day from sunny Southern California. Welcome in. Welcome in. Hope you're doing great. Ready for a big show. Ready for a good show. Um, I saw this. Uh, Kevin Durant spoke on a wide range of topics, right? Wide range of topics. Mind of the Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Their six-blade razor brings noticeably smooth shaves with six stainless steel blades for swift hair removal and a lubricating strip that keeps things smooth. Dollar Shave Club razor sold at dollarshaveclub.com or in stores. KD uh, talked about a bunch of things on his podcast. He, he, I thought this was great. He talked about Kyrie's upcoming decision to opt in or opt out. As of now, Kyrie has not signed. Opted out of nothing. Yeah. Where Where do you sit in all that? Like, how? what is your involvement, I guess? Because people think yeah. your involvement is everything. There's no involvement at all. I mean, I can't be involved with, this is this man's livelihood. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, uh, this is much bigger than me. You know, this is... Being a free agent is one of the most important times in in your career, you know, so that can't be swayed by anybody else. And so I just do me and wait for the time. I mean, there's nothing can happen right now. I I don't think he even make a decision on opting out until 29th, I think. So I just kind of let let things play out and see what happens. But keep the con keep, you know, keep the regular contact up with, you know, with Kai and you know, see what happens, man. I'm just it's something that's so much out of my control that I, I don't want to get a, be a part of it. We'll see what happens, though. Here's Durant on his friendship with Kyrie. Basketball is obviously the most important thing, but you know, I try not to let that get in the way of somebody else's personal decisions. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And, but like I said, whatever happens, the friendship will still be there. He also had this to say. In regards to the uncertainty of the Nets. Obviously, we're an interesting topic. We got a lot going on with our team. You know, uncertainty with Ben not yeah. playing last, last year, us being swept in the playoffs, Kyrie situation, um, being a free agent. You know, so there's a lot of uncertainty with our team. I understand why so much noise around us, but as individuals, just control what you can and move forward, you know. So I when mean, the time's right, everything will work out for us. Uh, here's, uh, here's KD on the talk about him as the Warriors were winning their fourth title. When Golden State won, it felt like they went back and said, well, if they won this one, then they could have easily won 2017, 2018 with somebody other than KD. But I'm just like, why? Like, why you want to just pull me from the group? And I also like those dudes. Like, I played basketball with those guys, and I was a part of that dynasty that they're building right now. And I didn't think they had a dynasty until right now, you know what I'm saying, until they won that fourth one. So, yeah, I had some pride. Like, damn, I was a part of something special. You're not taking away the from me. I've, I'm always holding in high regard, no matter how you try to put my old teammates against me, try to lie on my name and say I'm jealous and envious of these dudes. It's just like, come on, man. It's childish. Here's Adrian Wojnarowski last night on ESPN talking about the path to the Lakers for Kyrie. Your Kyrie Irving, your way to get to the Lakers, very likely, would be to opt out of your contract next week and sign the $6 million exception that the Lakers would have available 
Now, the difference between that and his opt-in with the Nets is uh, over $30 million. They could clear cap space the next year. They would have Russell Westbrook potentially coming off their cap and sign you to a more lucrative long-term deal if things work out. In most cases, you would say a player's not going to do that. He's not going to give up that much money. But Kyrie Irving did give up about $17 million last year in salary by not getting vaccinated. Perhaps really impacted the loss of a shoe deal with the fact that he was, he's been so unavailable. So with him, I don't think you say that won't happen, that'll never happen. But I think that list in terms of teams like Dallas, Philadelphia, the Clippers, I don't think there's interest there. The Knicks, they have some priorities well ahead of Kyrie Irving. Jalen Brunson mm-hmm. is what, uh, with Dallas, is who they are trying to clear cap space to sign a free agency, not Kyrie Irving right now. Yeah, so th- there's what's, What's fascinating about this, there's a bunch of things. I mean, first is Kevin Durant and just being hands-off and letting Kyrie make his own decision. I do think there was room there for a reasonable follow-up, which would have been, okay, but you guys have talked, right? And what's he, what, do you think, what do you think he wants to do? The idea that you don't and, – and we all operate under this premise, we have no idea what Kyrie's going to want to do because Kyrie's such a wild card. Um. But I don't think he's a wild card to Kevin Durant. Like, I think Kevin Durant has to have a better sense of exactly what he's going to do. Right? It's reasonable. So uh, there, there was a miss there for a follow-up. But you, you do get the sense of Kevin Durant, whether he really believes it or is just putting it out, that he's really comfortable in his own skin. That one's the hard part to believe. He roots for his old teammates to win a championship. He says now they're a dynasty, which uh, I think we would all on some level agree with, although it was probably a dynasty before that. Even when he was there, that was a that was a that was some form of dynasty. And we we all believe, okay, we all believe that here's a guy who believes he should be viewed on the very top plane in the NBA. I think he should as well and yet isn't getting that sort of appreciation. And really the only reason why is his his team is a mess. Team is a mess. And the guy who he hitched his wagon to is a mess. Now, he didn't say in any of that, whatever Kyrie does, that's going to affect me, although it does stand to reason. But I do get the sense that even though some believe if Kyrie asks for a sign-and-trade that he'll ask for one, I don't know that to be totally the case. Um, but this is a, it's an interesting psychological tactic to completely have your hands off. Right? To completely have your hands off. And that part is interesting to me. You know, when your friend's making a decision, what do you do? I love when friends ask me for advice. I do hate giving them the the this is what you should do because sometimes they're working through some things internally that they don't tell you or you don't have total clarification on and maybe they want a little bit of affirmation if you know somebody's going to make a terrible decision you got to stop them and i do think that for Kyrie a guy who lost a shoe deal lost 17 million last year the idea of signing for 6 million dollars which is 30 less. Like, that's a lot. You can say these guys' money doesn't matter, but at some point, losing, what is that? You know, you're talking about $47 million already in a year and a half, plus the shoe deal. That's a lot of money. So what's my takeaway? I'm not really sure, 
But I do get a better sense of who Kevin Durant at least wants to pretend to be. Jay Stu, what's your take? What 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 do you take away from from Kevin Durant? I like those answers. I, I and and he doesn't strike me as a guy that's disingenuous. Um, obviously, I, he hasn't said a whole lot over the last few weeks, and uh, other than a couple uh, things on Twitter that he's responded to. So I think he had a lot uh, pent up, and I think those answers are make him look good. Um, you know, kind of above the fray type of a deal. I like the fact that he loves his former teammates and that he's happy for the Warriors. You know, that kind of flies in the face of of all the narrative that uh, you know that he was rooting for the Warriors to to, to fail. Um, and by the way, I, you you had said there that you don't like to give advice, uh, like direct advice or tell people what they should do. You could always go with like the easy layup advice. Like I always know when people are just mailing it in when they're like, hey. Just be yourself. That, that's, always, that's always the great advice. Or just have fun. Be yourself yeah. or have fun. Um, yeah, what, what else is bad advice, right? Well, you know what you should do? Make a pros and cons list. <laughs> yeah. Make a pros and cons list. Like, yeah, I, I already did that. I very much already did that. You know? I mean, I completely already did that. I don't know. So, hmm. What do you think, Ramos? I actually agree with um, with Jason, too. I think that all of these players uh, want what's best for each, each each other because they all benefit from each other. Uh, he's going to benefit from Kyrie Irving being able to do what he wants to in free agency, getting as much money as he can or, or doing whatever he can because it benefits him later on or it's, or it's already benefited him. I don't think these guys have any problem with their friends winning. I agree with him 100% when he said, um, I'm rooting for the Golden State Warriors because he's rooting for his team, his fellow players. All these guys are with each other when it comes to winning, when it comes to money, when it comes to everything to do that benefits them in the long run. And so why would you be against that? Why would you be against a guy not getting a chance to move and leave his team whenever he feels like it? Because you'll be able to do that too whenever you feel like it. So... All this stuff about, oh, he doesn't like him or he's behind his back. It's They're all in cahoots together. It's all good for all of everybody. And this goes for not just basketball, but every sport, MLB, NFL, whatever. Everybody's for each other. They're not going to backstab each other when it comes to them all, when it comes to the players getting what they want to, when they want to. And so, yeah, he's all good. All these answers were very nice. Yeah, I, I'm going to disagree with you on everybody wants, everybody likes everybody. I, I operate on the most guys, they all hate each other. That's um, what you operate on, or you you know that, that they hate I, each other? I believe that they all hate each other, but I believe there is some. Now, I don't think KD feels that way about Kyrie, but I do think that some guys, a lot of guys don't like each other. They just don't. They, they don't like each other. But um, but don't you think that they want to benefit? Like, he may not. He might not like you, but if, you, if you're going to get a, a, a contract to be able to move where you want to at any point in time, you're going to be in favor of that, correct, as a player. Yeah, but remember, remember what is being – remember what is being um, – uh, what is being said here is that for Kyrie to go – for Dan Miller Lakers to go from $36 million guaranteed to $6 million, players – and this is not Kevin Durant – Players around the league, they wouldn't like that, right? Nobody wants anybody to take any less than what they're making. 
You know, because that, it means, hey, I could make less. Everybody wants me. If there's anything they do cheer for is guys to get paid, because if you get paid, I'm going to get paid. We all get paid. That, that's a, that, I believe, is a general belief. A general belief. Um, I don't think that KD and, um, that KD and, is rooting against his teammates. That that part, I, don't, I think KD's issue is it's the fans who want to diminish what KD accomplished when he was with them. That's the people he has a he has a bone to pick with, and he is unrelenting in his defense of himself on social media. So, Isla, what do you think? I don't think you're generally not a Kevin Durant guy. Yes, although. And I'm glad you brought up social media. I thought he came across much better in that podcast and what we just heard than he comes across on social media, which is really passive aggressive. I mean, recently he was calling Charles Barkley a hating old head. And it's kind of like the difference between having a conversation with somebody in person vis-a-vis texting back and forth is that in text messages, you cannot, the perception of what the other person means doesn't come across. And you can perceive it as passive-aggressive or angry when it really might not be that at all. So it's better to get it in person, if you will, via the podcast. The only thing I, I, I want to raise to you, Doug, and I'm glad that he does the podcast. It's great to get that perspective and know what he's thinking. But these multi-gazillionaire athletes, what is their incentive to doing a podcast because, oh, you know, I could have a lobster dinner right now with some champagne. I could fly in my private jet. Instead, I'm going to record another episode of my podcast sponsored by Pringles. What, what exactly is the motivation for a megastar like this to have their own podcast? I'm glad they have it, but what's their motivation on their end? Uh, well. Exactly. Uh, no, but I'll, let, me, let me give you two different things. Sure. Okay. One, they get to control their own narrative. That's a big thing for them. And then financially, usually that money is directed to somebody who they want to help out that mm. they don't they don't have to come out of pocket for. Okay, fair point. Okay, you know, like you have a guy who uh, who's Jay Stu who's doing the pod with him. Who is that? Actually, I can look it up. I, I can look it up. Oh, I, his I, co-host, you yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I I'd have to look that up. That's interesting because all these podcasts do happen to have some with all these great athletes. They always have some random sidekick that you've never really heard of. Okay, in this case, it's somebody named uh, Eddie Gonzalez is his uh, co-host, I guess, on the podcast. Okay, what's Eddie Gonzalez's background? Do we know? We don't know. We're gonna have to Google it. Right. So, uh, Eddie Gonzalez. Uh, with the with the KD podcast, right? I'm I'm checking him out as well. So Eddie, there's a there's several other Eddie Gonzalez. He's uh, he's on the board. He does the boardroom TV as well, right? That, that's kind of his thing. By the way, I'd just like to announce the new Steph Curry podcast with Isaac Lowenkron in six point <laughs> font. <laughs> you gave me a great idea. Totally, right? Uh, so, like here's one. Okay, so Eddie Gonzalez. Um. Uh, I don't. I don't see anything on his background, but I'm. I'm sure it's a friend, and you know, a guy who he likes and he wants to help out, and he believes in, and he he helps him out, right? Like, but more than anything, it's it it cuts out what they think is a media narrative. They can talk about what they want to talk about. That's it, and they don't have to. 
They don't have to be asked questions they don't want to ask. They just get to do what they want to do when they want to do it, how they want to do it. That's what they get out of it. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 